Hey folks, in this episode of the podcast, I get to sit down with Mr. Colin Smith. We're gonna be talking about the new generative AI feature in Photoshop. This is Twitter. Hey folks, welcome back to another episode of This Week in Photo. I am your host, Frederick Van Johnson. Today, longtime friend of mine and the guy behind Photoshop Cafe, I'm sure you've heard of it, uh, is here to give us the inside scoop on this brand new Photoshop feature called Generative AI. And you may have heard of AI from other companies in the industry. It's been kind of the buzzword for 2023 with Dali and Midjourney and Leonardo.ai. And of course, Adobe entered the race with their Firefly or you know Adobe Firefly, which is a generative AI tool standalone. Well, now it looks like they took that magic and put it inside Photoshop. So I wanna talk about that, what the ramifications are, what's the good, the bad, the ugly, all of that of this whole space. Colin Smith is uniquely positioned to talk about this stuff. Not only has he had his hand, hands on the beta since the beginning, so he's been playing with this thing for a while, but you know, he's an educator. He knows how to talk the talk and tell people in simple, easy to digest terms, these complex subjects like artificial intelligence. So Colin Smith, welcome to the show, man. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Thanks for doing this. I literally contacted you at the last minute to come in and, and do this recording. And like a good friend, you said, okay, sure. And popped in. So thank you. Thank you for popping in. I appreciate it. This is good. Thanks. Thanks for having me, you know, yeah. you managed to at least you let me finish my lunch before we jumped on here. That was nice. <laughs> you know, I make allowances for my friends, you know, I'm not that. <laughs> so obviously I'm really well prepared for this. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, you do, do this stuff in your sleep, so I'm not worried about that. So let, let's let's start the conversation. First of all, for the folks that may not be familiar with Colin Smith, you know, or, or Photoshop Cafe, as it were. Give us the the introductory elevator pitch about you and and your company. Well, that's a long elevator. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tall building, man. It's a tall building. <laughs> uh, so um, I guess probably one of the longest running websites on Photoshop now. You know, I started Photoshop Cafe in the year 2000. Wow. Um, and then, you know, I've just been teaching and training Photoshop, you know, I've written 21 books, um, taken a couple of diversions, um, you know, we did some stuff in flash and drones and other topics as well, but mainly yeah. really focusing on Photoshop and, and photography, digital art. Um, and you know, that's, that's basically, you know, it's been going a long time. Uh, <laughs> and you're you know, selling courses, uh, right? The main thrust of the company is you're, oh, yeah. you're giving away a ton of free content, but then you're also, you know, if you want to dive in deep and really get to know these tools, you make that happen as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, right now, you know, kind of YouTube is the thing. So I'm on YouTube and um, we're just past some 30 something million views. Um, but, you know, Photoshop Cafe itself is kind of interesting. I was just looking at the stats today for some weird reason. And we just passed um, 40 million unique visitors. No, 60 million. 60 million unique wow. visits. Now that's not views or hits. That's 60 million actual unique, you know, people. Humans that are coming in there. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. So, oh, thanks. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's, it's kind of fun. So, you know, a lot of people apparently are interested in Photoshop. 
And, you know, which is a good segue into today's chat, because I have a feeling that a lot more people are going to be beco- are going to become more interested in Photoshop. People that are existing users are going to find new uses or new ways to do things. And people that have not even been exposed to Photoshop may come into the fold now, which I'm sure Adobe will be happy to see, but will come in now because of all the power that you have to do stuff that wasn't literally I mean, not possible let's call it before this feature was released, at least not possible with a couple of clicks in a couple of minutes. I mean, if you were a a Colin Smith or an Aaron Nace or somebody like that, sure, you could go in and use your superpowers in Photoshop to do almost anything. But now that bar is lowered a little bit. Still, there's still a lot of stuff that requires, you know, heavy lifting, but a lot of it doesn't anymore. What are your initial impressions about this new feature in Photoshop called generative AI? Are you excited about it? Are you worried? Like, how do you feel as a creative? Uh, personally, you know, I, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. Um, it's, but, you know, but I'm also in a balanced kind of a way, um, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that in a second, but uh, you know, it's it's amazing what you can do now. You know, I was talking to a friend and they said, oh, man, this is the biggest feature Photoshop's had in a long time. I'm like, are you kidding me? This is the biggest feature Photoshop's ever had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's never yeah. had anything like this before. Um, and, you know, and, and it's really amazing. So there, there's a couple of sides to it. Like one of the things, you know, I'm as an artist, uh, you know, a photographer, I'm excited about it because what it can do is it can save me a lot of time. You know, if I have a vision in my mind and I'm trying to go somewhere with it, you know, I'm not spending forever extending edges on photos and cloning and, you know, it can get rid of a lot of the repetitive work. Um, Of course it has limitations. And that's one of the things, you know, um, I, the first time I ever saw generative AI was um, mid journey. Yeah. And the first time I saw it, you know, I didn't know what to think. The first time I saw it, I I actually, I I almost had a panic attack. I was, Mm -hmm. I was like, oh man, this is it. I'm, I'm done. Artists are done. They're replaced. You know, and that's a lot of people's initial reaction that are existing or um, established artists. But then once I started, it's like anything, once I started digging into it a little bit, then I started to see a lot of limitations. I started to really kind of understand you know, what it can do, what it can do. You know, it's like, you know, when you're the kid and then you read the back of the comic book and then you see the x-ray specs and you're like, oh man, I'm going to have these x-ray specs and, you know, I'm going to be able to see through everything like Superman. And then you actually get them and then it's like, oh, you know, actually a good example of that, I've got it oh, it's behind my poster there, was Google Glass. You know, I had in my yeah. mind what Google Glass was going to be and what it is, is two different things. Same thing with generative art. Like what you're seeing is we're showing you what it can do, but we're not showing you what it can't do. So it's not replacing an artist. You, right now we're just getting these, you know, these new features and everything highlighted, and it's amazing what it can do. But it's not making us obsolete. It still needs a person to operate it. It still needs a creative person to understand the composition, to be able to give it the right prompts. Um, you know, it, it, you know. So I see it as a tool um, now that I'm kind of got used to it and been playing around with it and understand it a lot better. It's a tool and it's a great tool that's going to make me more productive. It's going to save me a lot of time, you know, particularly digging through stock photos, you know, like spending hours trying to find the right stock photo when I just want to put a bird or something in there really quick. You know, I can do that now. Um, And, you know, and it has a lot of other things, you know, like the main things that are kind of being 
highlighted with this right now is incropping, outcropping, and mm -hmm. generating stuff. So, you know, incropping is, you know, when you're replacing areas inside a photograph, right? So maybe you've got something like tourists and you want to get rid of the tourists, you can do that very quickly in a way that content aware Phil couldn't do. Now, it doesn't always get it right. Um, sometimes it takes a few attempts and sometimes it takes a combination of traditional tools. Outcropping is when you've got a photograph and, and we've all got these photos of pretty much all my collection. I get excited. I look at the scene and I realize I'm crooked or I cut half of a tree off or something. Mm -hmm. and, and the other one, you can drag it out now and it will generate that tree and it will look like it was part of the photograph. So that's the other side. And then, and then the third side is when it's actually generating things. So I'm in a photograph and I want to add something that was never there before. You can make a selection and you can add that. And most of the time it's, you know, it's, it, I mean, it will be perfect one day. Um, you know, right now it's surprisingly good. Like it's hitting mm -hmm. it a lot more times than I'm expecting. And, you know, sometimes I'm just shocked, like my jaw drops with the results sometimes yeah. um you know so it's an amazing piece of technology and i think people just need to understand that where we're at right now in the cycle like if, if anyone's been playing around for mid-journey you know because say for example i do a, a face in photoshop right now in the general it doesn't do faces very well but in november december of last year mid-journey didn't do faces very well either yeah, and now yeah. what we're in may and it's doing you know faces perfectly you know the joke used to be the ai you know would have like 10 fingers on each hand yeah. but now it's generating I, I you know i'm doing generations you know of guitars and I actually have six strings on them now and stuff and it's like wow it's yeah. progressing very very quickly so you know if people like say oh you know i you know tried to create a dragon inside of uh, photoshop you know using firefly and it's like oh the dragon wasn't very real realistic it's like no but give it six months and it will be That's you know right. so yeah i wouldn't be thinking about those kind of limitations um i would be thinking more about like you know the workflow limitations and the workflow limitations are things like because because i'm seeing i'm seeing two sides right and and i mean i'm kind of coming out of a fire hose here a little bit um, but I, I'm seeing two responses, right? So I'm getting most of the response. People are very excited about this. They're really happy about it. They're like, woohoo. And then there's some other people that are apprehensive, uh, maybe even a little afraid. Um, and that's a real concern, um, yeah. you know, to say that this is not going to affect people um, where, where it's going to replace jobs. It, it is. It is. Yeah, it's not going to make all photographers, it's not going to make all retouches redundant. It's not going to get rid of it. Um, but what it is going to do is it, it is going to minimize some positions. It's going to take over some positions. But at the same time, just like any generation of technology from the wheel to the machine, it's also going to create new jobs and new positions that didn't exist before. So, you know, we're going to have a you know prompt artist or a prompt technician, whatever they call them. It's going to become an entire career, people being able to write um, des descriptive uh, prompts to generate. Um, you know, that's a skill in itself. And as the AI progresses and becomes more intelligent, um, there's going to be so many more variables that you can put in there. And, and that's going to become a skill in itself. Uh, and one of the examples I, you know, like to give, people you know who are afraid because to me it's really important to 
not just bulldoze over people who are afraid and say, you know, you're a Luddite and if, you know, if people don't know Luddite, I got a great story on that. But yeah. um, we can't just bulldoze over people, you know, who have spent 30, 40 years learning a craft and now suddenly feel helpless. Um, I think it's very, very important that we're empathetic and also to understand that those skills that those people have learned, those skills are not wasted. Those skills are still essential and essentially what's happening is the AI is not replacing your skill. The AI is supplementing your skill. You're still, you know, the more skilled you are, you're still going to come up with better results. And just think of it as, you know, we're using stock photography. We, you know, it used to be clip art, right? We're using plugins. We're using filters. We're using all kinds of things to help us. You know, we've got a camera, you know, you've got filters. So just think of it as another tool that's in your toolbox right now it's very big and loud and everything is ai because that's what the spotlight is focusing on because it's new but in time it's just going to become another tool in your toolbox yeah yeah it's 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 interesting the negative backlash that this this kind of technology has gotten right it's like oh like you're saying oh it's going to take these jobs away it's going to do this and a lot of that is is valid you know it's it is going to be disruptive it is by definition a artificial intelligence is by definition a disruptive technology that's going to change things for the better and you know maybe not so good in, in other areas like deep fakes and just us being able to trust the news and things like that but that my my argument back to that is it's already we're already there photoshop's been around you know exactly. for many people's entire lifetimes because you're yeah. shortening the path from a to b now it's an issue right i mean mm -hmm. you've been yeah. teaching people how to do everything that mid journey and mm -hmm. fire you know firefly and you know all these other tools you've been teaching that for years now it's just yeah. a little bit easier in certain areas so you know, is it going to replace jobs? I don't know. I mean, I think like some AI in some directions, like ChatGPT, right? You played with ChatGPT, right? Oh, so, yeah. I use it all the time now. Me yeah. too. I use it. Yeah, I'm going to use it on this video to write the description, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, you know, and it's those kinds of tools, I think, have a much more direct line to job removal, as it were, than some of the other tools because copywriters or you know i mean it, it, people that write articles for a living on a certain thing when they plugged when they plugged chat gpt into the web then all bets were off because now i can say i can literally tell it to go look at youtube and give me the top 10 videos on this subject and summarize them or point them at this video and say summarize this video and give me 20 seo friendly keywords boom i got it i would have to hire somebody to do that before because i don't have time to do it now i can do it right. you know yeah, yeah so yeah no this is this is this is crazy and exciting and you know one of one of the things i'm curious what you think about this before we, we jump into the demo um yeah. i was talking to someone i forget who it was i was talking to someone about what the future of photoshop or or photoshop like programs image image editing programs is going to be, you know, considering what the vector that we're looking at now, we're seeing all this AI and machine learning and this and that, and machines are getting faster and faster and, you know, all this stuff is happening. So I wonder if, and I'm sure Adobe has thought about this every, you know, every direction possibly imaginable, but I wonder from my consumer perspective, if the days of a Photoshop as we know it 
aren't limited? Like would Adobe, I know you can't speculate on this, but would, is there a day when companies like Adobe will come out with something where instead of me, you know, understanding the tool palette and grabbing the mouse and drawing a marquee and making a selection and doing all this, where I could just say, okay, I'm gonna sit back with a microphone and talk to my image, you know? Okay, make, make the hair a little fuller. Okay, put a, you know, put some clouds in the sky. Okay, make the skin a little clearer, remove that mole or move that mole to the left side, you know, make her smile just a little bit, you know, and I'm done, you know, or I could go in and fine tune with a mouse if I need to or a trackpad. But do you, do you feel like that is a vector that we're heading in or does that make it, does that make it too easy? I don't know. Um, well, I mean, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter what my feelings are. I mean, I'll, I'll definitely yeah. give my thoughts, but my feelings are not going to change progress. Um, cause I, I believe we're, we're, move, we're moving into another time. This is a paradigm shift for humanity. Another one, um, yeah. you know, we've gone from, you know, the stone age to the iron age, to the machine age, to the atomic age, to the information age. And now we're entering into the AI age and it's just, it's just, a as a paradigm of humanity, uh, you know, that is, you're not going to stop it. So, you know, um, so how you feel about it, unfortunately, is irrelevant. You have to adapt. If you want to work, you have to adapt to the new tools and use them. So yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't matter where, is this a tool I enjoy using or I don't enjoy using it? You know, it doesn't matter. I like, give me back, you know, Photoshop three. I loved Photoshop three. It was great. Yeah. Layers. <laughs> you know? That's where layers but, showed up. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but I, I think I don't see like Photoshop as a tool going, I do definitely do see more and more tools coming out, um, you know, and Photoshop has kind of become the Swiss army knife that does, you know, pretty much everything. Right. So you're still going to, what you're saying. Yeah. I definitely do see a time, you know, where you move into more of an art director's position rather than a technician. Cause that's mm -hmm. really what it's doing. It's replacing the technician, right. With the director. Yeah. Correct. Um, but, there's always a time when you've got that artisan wants to go in and use those tools. Cause here's the thing I can tell, you know, mid journey or, you know, a Photoshop beta right now, you know, Hey, give me a sky, give me a different set of clothing. And, and, and it is like being an art director. It comes up with some really interesting ideas. Sometimes they're not so good. And sometimes they're amazing. Like mm -hmm. sometimes it comes up with something better than what I was imagining. But the thing is, it's not coming up with what I imagined. Is coming up with what it imagines. It's saying, here's mm -hmm. my ideas based on what I think you want. And so there's times when, you know, an artist has to take out the paintbrush and paint something themselves. So, you know, it's creating a layer between us and our art. And I think Photoshop's always going to be there because people are always going to want to touch that art. You know, whether it's to get a specific result for a brand, you know, a particular thing, or whether it's a hobbyist, and someone actually enjoys working in Photoshop and retouching photographs and, and just doing it for the pure therapeutic pleasure of doing it. Um, you know, 25 years ago, I was creating photorealistic illustrations. I don't know if you remember that. Um, and, and I just spent ridiculous mm -hmm. amounts of time creating things from scratch in Photoshop that looked very realistic. And, you know, I got a lot of attention out of that. Um, but people said to me, you know, why didn't I, literally I was featured in a photography magazine and they said, why Colin Smith doesn't need a camera? I mean, it was very flattering of them. But um, but people said, well, why don't you just take a photo? Why don't you just use 3D? And it was like, 
I enjoy the process. It's the process. Yeah. Yeah. You mm -hmm. know? And so people that get all distressed and say, I don't want to learn art anymore. I don't see the point. Or, I mean, why are you doing art? If you're doing it for a living, it's one thing, but let's separate that. If you're doing it for a hobby, what, what, what do you care what tools are out there if you are getting the pleasure of creating that image that particular way, then keep doing that. If that's yeah. what gives you joy, if that's what makes you happy, that sh that shouldn't affect it, you know? Yeah. Um, it's like, you know, like digital, you know? And, and this, I'm just like, the other side, you know, where we get the criticism, I do want to bring this up. It's like, it's like, oh, here we go again. Um, you know, you and I have been down this road before, uh, you know, mm -hmm. when art, you know, like, for working at, you know, like say production art on TV shows, movies or whatever, went from print, you know, drawing, drawing boards to digital. Yeah. Um, when photography went from film to digital, uh, when drones came out, you know, the, all these paradigms, all these new things. And it's, here we go again. And now that the AI is, I'm hearing the same thing again, you know, where they're hyping up the dangers. They're hyping up, you know, the downfalls of it and the pitfalls and downplaying the advantages, right? Because it's sensational, yeah. it gets attention, it gets clicks, it gets views. And, you know, they're talking about like, well, Photoshop can, can now be used as deep fakes and, you know, to fake mm -hmm. reality or whatever. And it's like, like you said earlier on, it always has. Have you ever mm -hmm. used Photoshop? <laughs> and <laughs> some of these news reports are actually more fake than some of the things they're afraid of. Yeah, you know, right. and, yeah. and I knew this, you know, when I, I you know, because we went through this with cameras, you know, like digital photography is not real photography, you know, and all the same stuff. And then drones, same thing, you know, drones are going to like kill people. And, you know, we're not talking about, you know, military drones, you know, we're talking yeah. about little plastic drones. And, yeah. you know, I remember seeing an article once in a, um, Washington, there was in Washington, it said space, uh, drone strike on space needle. And I'm like, what? You know what happened and, and it was a, apparently someone a little plastic phantom drone flew by the window and someone saw it and somehow that became the headline and i was like this yeah. is ridiculous and i was telling a friend of mine i said this is ridiculous let me show you this ridiculous headline and i looked it up and they changed the headline um and yeah. i say like, oh okay they you know they they saw the sense when they realized the police were pressing charges the headline now was space needles still standing after drone strike oh geez i mean so i just feel like here we go Jeez, again yeah. what happens is they're playing to the uneducated public so the people that know anything about this technology or understand anything about this technology it's really cringy when they start playing you know to the uneducated people that don't know anything about it you know they're overstating things and saying things that you know just are not even possible or just not even plausible i mean yes as far as the, with the AI, yes, there is definitely some, you know, some plausible things, you know, for bad actors and stuff like that. Absolutely. Sure. But then yeah. there's things, you know, like the Adobe Content um, Authenticity Initiative. You know, so they're partnered with a lot of big companies, Canon, Nikon, um, NVIDIA. All these big companies are all part. There's hundreds of companies in this content uh, authentication initiative where when we're generating and everything is created inside of Photoshop, that has AI is being tagged as an AI image. And it's also working, I was talking to some people at Wacom, and even, um, you know, if you go on a Wacom site and you search around, they're actually working on, you know, some of the hardware are tagging it too. So, you know, the cameras are tagging. So 
everything is being tagged. So, you know, it's, you're not going to be able to pass it off as the real thing because, you know, they are addressing that, you know, like people are throwing their hands up saying they're not doing anything. They're actually doing a lot and they've been working on it for a long time. I know Adobe have been working on this publicly. They've been talking about it for at least five years. Or more, um, more. Or yeah. more, yeah, yeah, or more even, yeah. So so there, there are things in place, but, you know, nobody talks about that because it's not sensational. It's you know? not sensational. It's not, it's not a drone strike on the Space Needle, right? It's got to be sensational. <laughs> you know, one of the things, though, um, that comes up, I think, uh, at least, you know, I know because I, you know, I, I like you do talks at different conferences from time to time. Um, so you can see sort of the ebb and flow of what's the hot new thing. Right. And if you peel back the onion for a couple of years, it was, you know, what was it? A couple of years meta or crypto, then NFT, then meta with the metaverse. And, you know, and then now I think the new acronym that people are grappling with is AI, right? It's like, okay, another acronym that's not going to be relevant in the the next year or the year after. Should I really pay attention to it? Is it going to go the way of these other technologies, which you and I know is a huge miscalculation right because <laughs> this ai yeah. stuff is a sea change uh right. on a number of industries versus it's being niche and being kind of a, a playground for nerds on discord or something this is going to touch a lot you know different flavors of ai are going to touch all of our lives in some way or another if it hasn't already which it probably has so yeah yeah, yeah. i'm i'm bullish on the whole thing as you know i mean i love Imaging. I used to say back in the day that pixels were born to be punished, and now, <laughs> and, and now we could just punish them with more creativity, with assistance from AI. You know, so it's all good. Right, right. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> so let, let's do a demo, man. Let's dive in, and uh, right. you know, I'm, I'm. I know people that are watching this and listening want to want to get a feel for what this new technology that that uh, Adobe just released or is going to release soon is still in beta. Right. So yeah, it's a public it beta, so um, anybody can access it. And in fact, I'll I'll show you how to get it as soon as I jump on the. Um, well, actually, no, I won't because my Creative Cloud icon's not up. Okay. <laughs> but I'll tell you how to get it. Um, okay. So all you've got to do is just go to your Creative Cloud um, account, which normally is up here on mine. I guess I don't know where it went, but um, and you just come in there and you'll see. Um, betas on the left hand side you'll you can just click on it and you'll see different betas that are available to the public and then you can just join the program um make sure that you run an update to make sure you've got the latest update of creative cloud mm. um it doesn't always show that until you refresh it and then you'll see a little download and you can download the photoshop beta which you can see here it says photoshop beta and then what that does is it runs alongside so i have the regular photoshop you don't have to uninstall your regular photoshop you can run this and then when you launch it and you type in photoshop uh let me type in photoshop and oh look at that my spotlight work <laughs> and there's my there's my photoshop there make sure yeah. you run the beta and this will have the application. So I can still run them. In fact, both of them will work at the same time. So I really want to emphasize that because I've heard people say, oh, it made my Photoshop stop working. No, it won't make your Photoshop stop working. Is, uh, is there okay, a so certain level, is there a certain level of Creative Cloud subscription that you have to have purchased in order to get access to the beta? Like if you're on the photography bundle, can you get the beta or do you have to be on a more all encompassing bundle? 
That's a good question. Um, I believe as long as you're a valid subscriber, so you have some kind of a subscription, uh, you can you can access it. Okay. Um, you know, if I'm wrong, I, I apologize, but I'm pretty sure that's the case. I mean, I haven't heard from anybody that said, hey, I have the photography program and I can't access it. So I haven't personally heard that. So okay. I would say, yeah. So you have to have a valid subscription. And there's another thing that... Um, worth mentioning uh, you know another thing that people trip over is you ha and this beta is only for people 18 years old and over oh. so if you go in there and the bar is grayed out that means you haven't verified your age so you can go on to adobe or even just go to behance and just put your age in and then you'll be able to access it so if it's grayed out that's probably why and and, and if you can't access it you know when you're uh have have a pirated version of Photoshop, well, you know, you're not going to have access to this. So you have yeah. to have a current <laughs> subscription. And if you're on CS6, no, it's not going to work either. <laughs> yeah, good, good, good. All right. So anyway, are you seeing the screen here? Yes, I, I do see it. I see a panorama of, looks like Colorado right. or something. Um, well, close. This was actually um, in Hawaii. This is... Um, Waimea Valley, the start of Waimea Valley in Kauai. I went there during the pandemic. Nice. Um, and so this is a panorama, right? So I don't know how many shots it was. It was an aerial panorama. Uh, maybe it's something like probably, I'm going to guess, maybe 50 or 60 images to create this panorama. So one of the, th and obviously I've downscaled it for this. Um, so one of the things about a panorama is, you know, it's really wide and you don't know what's above and what's beneath. So if you wanted to expand this in the past, this would have been quite difficult. Uh, so I'm going to show you, this is one of the things you can do. I'm going to grab the crop tool and I'm going to drag up. If I hold down the alter the option key, I can drag up and down at the same time. Mm -hmm. And, uh, oh, interesting. I'm using the uh, custom, custom background. That's fine. All right. So what I've done is I've expanded the canvas. And now what we want to do is we want to generate some pixels in the top and the bottom. So let me do this. I'm just going to have a little bit of overlap. And I'm just going to inverse this. This is Command-Shift-I, inverses. All right, so what we've done is we've selected the area above and beneath. If you want this to work, you've got to have a selection. So you'll see this toolbar pops up here. And that toolbar says Generative Fill. So I'm going to click on it. Now, we'll do some text prompts in a minute. But right now, if you just want to fill, all you need to do is just choose Generate. And you'll see this bar is going across the bottom. And now this doesn't have anything to do with your computer performance. What's happening is this is putting this up online. And, you know, it's probably being slowed down a bit too because we are. And look, boom, look at that. Isn't that amazing? Wow, that's ridiculous. And, you know, and, you know, we're streaming right now as well. So, right. So your bandwidth actually affects it more than your computer performance because it's going to a, you know, a, a, you know, a sea of computers. You know, a cloud, there's no such thing as a cloud. Well, there's data centers. <laughs> and, yeah, and what it yeah. does is it goes to the data center because it's using, a, you know, basically a random farm to do a, actually a GPU farm. Most of this happens on GPU. But anyway, um, so what happens is that when it generates in the info panel, the properties panel, we get three variations, just like we do on a lot of the AI generators. Now, if I don't like this, I can choose the second option. Or I could look at the third option. <laughs> and so I can choose these. If I don't like those, I could choose generate again. But now here's where it gets interesting is if I want to prompt this, I'm going to say, let's regenerate the top. 
I'm going to click on generate a fill, but this time, rather than just expanding my image, which is what it did here, um, let's say dark, cloudy, dark, cloudy day, and we hit generate. And now it's, it's processing again. And now, so based on this text, it's saying, okay, what do clouds look like? And it's figuring out what clouds look like, and it's figuring out how to draw these clouds and blend them into the existing image. Oh, wow. And then we get look this. Look at that. Or we choose the second option. That's more like what I was thinking, or the third option. Yeah. You know, this. And so what's happening is here, you know, one of the things we're mentioning, so this is trained. The AI is trained on images. One of the things people are concerned about is copyrights. So what Adobe is doing is it's training these on the images exclusively from Adobe stock. There's 20 million images in there. Now, I don't know how they're going to do it, but they're going to actually pay the contributors a piece. So they actually need to get compensated. Now, one of the things that people misunderstand about this is they're like, oh, it's, being, it's using Adobe stock. So they think what it's doing is it's looking at all the photos in Adobe stock and looking at ones of the clouds and say, oh, there's one. And then it's cutting out the cloud and then it's pasting it in here and blending it in. No, it's generating an entirely new image. This cloud does not exist in any photograph. It's never existed before. But what it's doing is it's everything it's learned about clouds is using to generate this cloud. And right. it knows the skies here. But AI is not new in Photoshop. We've had things like sky replacement. We've had the neural filters. We've had select subjects. So all of these different things are part of what they call Adobe Sensei. And that, that's Adobe's artificial intelligence. Adobe's been using it for 10 years. And it's been trained. And it's learned. And it already started learning what images were. It knew what a sky was or a dog or a person. You know, when you would do the select subject, and it knows it's a person or a cat or or whatever, because it's looked at millions and millions of images and it's learned. So, so that's one of the things that people don't understand. Machine learning is not taking a piece of a photograph and pasting it in. And you know, that's, the, that's the reaction though, right? That is the knee-jerk reaction that, oh, this is, oh, I know what it's doing. It's going into Adobe stock and finding a photo with dark clouds and masking it and doing some crazy magic and putting it in there. I think that's a key point because it's not doing that, right? It actually yeah. has learned how to draw clouds and is yeah. drawing clouds for you. <laughs> exactly. And I understand why we think that way because that's how we've been trained to think. That's how we understand it, right? Yeah, you know, we yeah. we understand a sky replacement is you need a photo of a sky, but let me. So show that's you. a good point. Before you before you go on, uh, Colin, the sky replacement ex or existing Adobe technologies, right? So we've got sky replacement, uh, content aware, this and that. Are all those kind of obviated and obsoleted by this new generative AI tool or? You know, knowing Adobe, I know how it is when you take tools away that you've given people, they're very hesitant to, okay, take this tool away because the, the villagers will come out with pitchforks and torches, right? So, <laughs> so well, do they, but then you run the risk of bloating the app though, right? You know, you have a bloated app with all these features in there when this clearly is a feature that is probably better. I don't know. What, what do you think? Well, that's 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 a great uh, that's a great point you bring up and i'm sure the pitchforks are definitely coming up uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no no it's not um we still need the other tools because we still need to you know sometimes retouch these and let me you know i was going to show something let me show you something yeah here just to illustrate what what we're, we're talking about here 
let me create and I'll, I'll explain this in a second let me create a castle and um, we're going to generate a castle here and it'll probably do a good job because i've actually done this before a couple of times and the castles were good although my selection is not usually this big so it might be strange with such a large selection but let, let's see where we go um, but it's fun. Okay, that, fun that's not a great castle but there we go that one is that's wow. pretty cool okay so or there's a third option you know it looks like some ruins i mean the, the scale's a little big because normally i make a smaller selection for these things okay so this is where you're like oh content aware fill is obsolete well this creates it on a layer right so if we hide the other layers it's creating inside a box it's not creating a transparent mask so that means if i want to move the castle over here how am i going to blend that in mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so the thing is i have to now use maybe content aware move or now i use content aware fill i use different things to move it i can generate a new castle here so here's the thing i need to choose generate and this will generate a new castle and it'll make it fit in here. So so watch this. This'll this'll fit perfectly. I mean, all you did was move that you move that original castle on its layer mm -hmm. and yeah. then click generate again. Yeah, and, and now, now look we, at this. Boom. Oh my now god. We've look got, at that. Now we've got these new castles. But here's the thing. It's not the same castle. This was the mm -hmm. castle before, right? So when you create a new variation, it stays inside here. But you know what? These ones are generated for the particular selection and the environment the lighting the space it is is generating brand new ones so if you move it you were not going to get the same castle you're going to get a different castle right so does that yeah. sort of make sense so it does, you're yeah. so you know so we still need the tools you know and people are like well you know i guess let me show you before i do let me just show you how crazy this thing is um let me grab this lasso tool and just to show you how how nuts this thing is uh let's do a lake just a lake you know you could give it you know dark lake shiny lake reflective lake whatever but we just we just do a basic lake and i just want to show you how crazy this thing is and by the way there's no way it cut and pasted that out of another photo that castle <laughs> right yeah it's searching you know, a database that, of trillions of images to find that, the perfect lake that, right? <laughs> look at that right and that looks look completely convincing. That looks completely right convincing. Yeah. Reflections completely. and everything. Even the reflections, exactly. You know, so it's, uh, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> wow. Which, and that's, that, yeah, that is amazing. And one of, one of the things that you brought up, the fact, like with the castle, when you, when you regenerate that castle, it's going to just keep creating different iterations of the castle not the exact same castle is there a way to force it into creating the same thing for example if you wanted to do like an you know you're doing an episodic short story or something you have characters that you need to place in different positions or do different things with but they still need to look the same throughout the series of of works that you're putting together is that outside of the, the scope of this version of generative ai do you think you know what Let's rehire those artists we just fired. <laughs> there you go. See? <laughs> That's the deal, yeah, right? Yeah. There, there's so many cases where humans are still needed. You know, um, I made a video yesterday uh, and I put it on, well, actually, the day before yesterday, I put it on YouTube. It's over 60,000 views already and hundreds of comments. 
And one of the comments, I and, and I didn't say that to say, oh, I got this video, it's got lots of views. I said that to say that, you know, we've got a good, you know, sample of comments and thoughts and reactions. And a lot of the comments I was getting were, you know, a lot of them were very positive, but then was someone like, well, this is the end of photography. And it's like, well, you know what? I can generate a dog in here, but I can't generate your dog, right? So yeah. photography, you, you're still going to need... You know, people say, oh, it's the end of fashion models. No, because that designer created those clothes and they want those exact clothes in those certain positions and stuff like that. So it, it can't do that. Um, you know, people, you're taking, you know, events. You know, the events are going to be, you can't generate a, an event. You're going to be like, oh, where's where's Frederick? Frederick was on the front row. I don't see him in the AI generated. Right. You That's know, right. so, yeah. so, you know, so there's things you know, for real people, things like events, you know, uh, real estate photography, for example, you know, you're taking pictures of that particular house or that particular hotel or that property. Um, you know, there's events, there's family shots, there's reunions, there's weddings, there's sporting events, there's motor racing, there's so many things. You go on vacation, you're taking that photograph, you know, not because you want to create this you know, calendar, you're creating it because you want to have a memory. And so you're looking at that photograph and like, here, I created this beautiful thing, but no one has a memory of being by this beautiful lake in Hawaii with the castle, you know, because yeah, right. it didn't exist. So it's not replacing photography. It's creating almost like a new genre of art. It's, it's, it's something new that's yeah. going to live alongside photography and with photography. So you're going to be taking photographs and compositing them in there. So say, for example, I want, I, I, you know, I love to shoot cosplay is one of, one of the things I enjoy. And we do these cosplay shoots and then I'm like, okay, I've got all these, you know, shots of, you know, my models dressed up as whatever characters. And now I've got to make backgrounds. And honestly, I'm focused on the models, the lighting, the hair, the makeup, the body paint, whatever it is. That's what I'm focused on. And now I've got to create backgrounds. I'm not in the mood for creating matte paintings. I, yeah. You know, I, I'm focusing on this. So now I can generate environments that I can put in the background and I can composite in with my models. So, yeah. you know, and, and I think... As we start to use it more, we're going to see how it's just, it's a tool that's going to be used alongside the things we have. Yeah, no, I agree. Once we get through this fear, uncertainty and doubt and, you know, all that era, then it starts, the reality starts to set in that this is just another way to do cool things. Yeah, in, in the, the TWIP community... Yeah, no, no, oh, yeah, go for it. No, yeah, I'll just say this real quick, and I'll switch over to your screen. Yeah, yeah. Um, in the in the TWIP community, the the a lot of the members in there, some of the knee jerk reaction are those, you know, the folks that are afraid of it, or you know, is this the end of photography? Or I spent my entire life learning how to do this thing, and now anybody can do it with a couple of yeah. clicks. Does that cheapen it? You know, did I waste my life? You know, learning how to do this now that it's easier. But that goes for everything. That's called being human, right? Like uh, blacksmiths, you know, <laughs> like things evolve and new industries show up and all that. Not to not to be flippant about it, but it's that's just the way that things have historically evolved over time. New technologies occur because of certain circumstances or certain needs. A new technology shows up that's disruptive for other industries and those other industries either go away or evolve and rinse and repeat and keep going, right? And that's where yeah. that's where we are. 
So yeah, well, I mean, it's like we're not in a stone age anymore, and yeah. you know, and people say, oh, there's no stone workers anymore. It's like, well, usually the last thing you buy is made of stone. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly what do we have here i saw this in your email yeah in the video you did this is cool okay so this is like one of the first things i was playing with and um and it's just really quite amazing here let me show you because one of the things you know what you know because we talk about you know public perception you know what's happened is photoshop has just basically now it's capable of doing what all our non-photoshop friends always thought it could do Right, because yeah. I right. would say, "Oh, here's a photo. You can change the clothes easily." I mean, are you kidding me? You know how hard it would have. I wouldn't even <laughs> attempt it back in the day, right? So let's change this to some jeans, and we're going to hit generate. And sometimes, you know, like I say, you know, let's see how the results. Here I am giving making excuses for it already before it's even created it. But you know, sometimes certain things, it's it's not perfect yet, but it's it's pretty amazing. Check this out. Look at that. You know, that's you know just right? crazy look at that that's crazy right so why don't we do something here let me just and the folks that know. may not have seen that he cha he's changing her pants and her belt all of that now i'm gonna go even further i'm gonna change her jacket could you imagine if i came up to you last week <laughs> that's how soon this it was, was if someone right. came to me and said last week change this to a plaid shirt i'd be like you're out of your mind I'd be like, yeah, I'll do it, but you know, it's going to cost you at least a thousand dollars because, right, at least it's take a long time, right? And I don't know if this will turn out any good, but let's have a look. Let's change this to a plaid shirt and hit generate. And sometimes, it, you know, it gets a little. We we can get some interesting results on some of these. I know this particular image because I've done it a couple of times now. But look at that. That's nuts. And that looks, it looks great. You know, it looks, looks pretty realistic, right? Um, now let's go even, let's go even further. Oh, you know, oh, here's an interesting thing. So I can take the mask. It creates a mask here. So I'm going to just use this mask that we've already got and watch mm -hmm. this. I'm going to go in here and just add this. And one of the things I just did on my own, just like, oh, I wonder if this will do it was what if i ask it to generate a tank top now this is she's had long sleeves in this entire you know the photo so you she didn't so have it's going to create arms and everything yeah mm -hmm. yeah let's see i mean well let's see and usually when i do this by the way it changes the hair just so you know oh interesting oh interesting yeah. let's see but it may may or may not this is like a game. It is. Okay, we're waiting. And we're almost there. Okay, that's not quite what we were looking for. Okay, so we got some jackets in here. Look at this. It's, that's what? pretty crazy, right? Let me just hit generate again. Because we just want the tank top. We don't want to have a, a cardigan on as well, which is amazing, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's. I could see somebody wearing that. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay. So, so this is not for some reason it doesn't want to give us just a tank top by itself. But look at this. This is pretty. Yeah. Look at that. That's pretty realistic, right? I mean, that's not. But you know. But anyway. So look at the kind of things it's doing. It's uh, yeah. It's pretty yeah. And it created all those. It created all those pixels from nothing, right? Well, not from nothing. From from a uh, you know 
an uncountable number of hours of learning and digesting data yeah. of how to create clothes, right? Yeah. So it's looked at millions of photos of clothes and, you know, and it's like, okay, this is, uh, sometimes, like I say, sometimes it gets weird, you know? Yeah. Well, look, it's coming up with uh, new fashion styles. The, the, uh, right? the sleeves look. look, look. <laughs> yeah, there we go. This is the new, this is the new look, the, uh, breathable armpits. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Whatever it takes. But, you know, but see, like sometimes it like might change your hair or something like that. Um, but then, you know, let's, here's what's kind of crazy. I mean, it's a little weird. It's just not bad though. It's actually going quite good. So here's the thing. So if I grab the hair and I tell it to make it curly hair. And we'll see where we go from here. Yeah, there's, uh, almost there. <laughs> it's pretty computationally heavy. Yeah. No, this is good. I mean, this is real time, right? This is this is yeah. how you will, you know, folks that are watching this, this is how you'll experience that. Look at that. Look at that. Oh, wow. Hair. Look at that. I mean, that first one is pretty, pretty convincing. That is just nuts. <laughs> That's, you nuts. know, and then yeah. we you would never know. It's taking 20 seconds to do something that would have taken me 20 hours and I'm complaining, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. First world problems, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's so, okay. So then the other, the other piece of this that I've seen, I was playing with this last night. Um, I had no idea that this was possible, but <laughs> last night, yeah, last night I was, yeah, yeah. Let's generate something. Cause I, I was deleting stuff. So like leaving the gener leaving the field open and then, okay. you know, just saying, okay, take this stuff out of there. And it would just, it was amazing because it would re it recreates what's behind the subject versus oh, just yeah it's it's magic yeah i've never tried to get rid of you know on this particular image i haven't tried to get rid of our woman but let's see what happens oh this will be interesting so in order for this to be accurate it's gonna have to recreate that wall and the chair and all that other stuff below yeah, I there. I have no idea. I have no idea if it's going to be able to do this or not, but let's... I don't let's know. We're doing it live. <laughs> We're doing it live. <laughs> but, you know, if it fails, it's fine. I mean, you know, that's pretty good. <laughs> that's not bad. I mean, there's... Some, oh, what? There oh, it's like, let's replace it with some flowers. Yeah. Well, sometimes it that. does that. I notice a lot of the time it will replace them with something else. So we're missing a little bit of the chair, but you know, you get stuff like this, you can just, you know, you could actually just, you know, content aware fill it. You don't even have to. All right. Um, I'm not on the smart. I said, well, just use the generator fill, but you know, the other tools inside of Photoshop can still come into play here. Uh, but let's do something fun when we're done with this. I'll, I'll create something else, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's pretty amazing. So why don't that we, is... why don't we put a dog on the table? That's not going to work. The dog's not going to work? Uh, you know, it probably will. I'm just saying. 
<laughs> well, it I didn't think work. it was going to do as good a job of getting rid of the woman right there. That was crazy. Yeah, it's fantastic at deleting stuff and rebuilding the background. That blew me away. Like that. Yeah. That, like, look, look at that. <laughs> look at that. Look at that. It looks. It looks realistic and convincing, right? If you just looked at this photo, it's also sitting on the. Like, look at that. Let, let's put a cat over here. And it even blends it into the environment. That's what amazes me. Let's put a cat on yeah, here. Yeah, with the shadows and everything. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And then you have to add a bird somewhere in there, too. Right. So, I mean, it does kind of... It's just playing. Look at that. Look wow. at that. Oh, that one. That's you nice. know, Look at that. It's Look, it's built right in. Yeah. You know. What a concepting tool too, right? So even even oh, if you're yeah. not creating the final work with this, you know, somebody could create a basically a really good-looking sketch or storyboard of what they want the shot to look like, right? Oh yeah. And um and that's one of the interesting things that people are doing right now, you know, not with this yet because it just came out, but um you know, like mid-journey, a lot of photographers are now using it for concepts, you know, um, yeah. and I also know concept artists that are using it to ge help generate ideas, just to brainstorm. But a lot of photographers are using it now. They're just kind of punching in what they want to do for their photography. And then, um, and then using that to set up their lighting and, you know, kind of help them set up the scene. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Absolutely. Look at this. We're going to, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right See, Colin, with, with great something. power with great power comes great responsibility <laughs> you something no that this this whether it's gonna work or not if this works it's gonna really blow everyone's minds let's put a mirror in here oh, not only does it have to mirror this everything that's here it also has to imagine what's behind us on the street right just, yeah Paris or something Maybe. If it gets this, this is ridiculous. Okay, that's not quite oh, okay. what I was expecting. No, yeah, right? that's cheating. That's cheating. That is. Cheating. You know what? That's like paying someone to like put in a swimming pool and then they put in like a bathtub. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's change this. Let's change this. Let's, let's go. Let's go big or go home. Let's just. But I mean, of note, it did get the perspective right. So, oh, yeah. I mean, this is probably going to ruin everything when I do this. But that's yeah, the nice thing about it being on layers. Um, oh, actually, I got an idea. If this doesn't work, I know how we can do what we need to do. All right. So it's, oh, it's I didn't clever. Mess with anything. Yeah. That's clever. Those are better. Okay, so let's do this. Let's do this. And we'll type in puddle. Because I do want to show you how well it does reflections, because it actually does reflections really well. Wow. So we got it. We got to get some reflections in here. This is crazy. Yeah, right. for the folks, the folks that are listening to this audio, we apologize for the. Uh, you know, we're staring at the screen with our mouths open. You know, at the the results that Photoshop is giving us. So you got to go back and watch this video on the on YouTube or on the site because you will be blown away. Yeah, I mean the dog is a corgi, you know. It's yeah. like you can actually tell it's a it's a breed of dog. Uh huh. You know, and that chicken looks like all the ones that are in Kauai. Have you ever been to Kauai? There's a oh lot. yes, they're everywhere. A lot of chickens everywhere. Look everywhere. at this. See the reflection. See the dog in the reflection there. Oh yeah! 
Look at that. Oh, look in there. See? So it's actually reflecting the environment. Well, one place, let me see. What what do we do here? Let's just do a... I don't know if this, this is going to be weird if I can even make this work. I should, actually, you know what? Let me just get a more appropriate photo. <laughs> there you go. To show you something here. Um, let's do this one. Okay, so check this out. I'm just going to grab all of this. So, it's, you know, I should have removed the person first, but I just want to show you. Um, reflective. Oh, no, it's just, just wet cement. Hmm. I can spell cement. Oh, hang on. That, that was good. Good skills there, Colin. See, if I can do this, anyone can. <laughs> okay, so check this out. So um, normally I would get rid of the person first and some of the cars because we'll probably get some weird results where it's, we're cutting through the middle of these. Mm -hmm. um, but... I want you to see the the reflections because it's really quite impressive. Yeah, look at that. Oh my goodness. Look at that. Wow. Yeah, the reflections of the cars, those those green pylons in the center, the buildings in the distance are adequately blurred and it's the same. Yeah. Wow. Right? And it yeah. just created new legs and half the it cars put her in, right there. Yeah, because she's standing in water. She needs boots on, right? So <laughs> I mean, that's pretty crazy, right? <laughs> that. Oh, that's nuts. That opens up so many possibilities, man. I mean, like just you know, once you once you understand the sort of the the way or the power that this tool gives you, my mind starts thinking in different directions. Like I want to go back into my old library and like, oh. Remember that shot that I hated because of this thing that was in there? I could take that out. Or this shot, wouldn't it be great if there was a lake, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Let me put a lake on the White House lawn. Done. Look at that. Right? I could yeah. do it. Yeah, that's Easy. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. So so how do you feel about I mean as an educator, I feel like people people that are that are that we entrust like you to teach us about Photoshop and be on the bleeding edge of all this. I feel like this is just somebody just threw a pile of raw meat into the cage for you guys, you know, and it's like, okay, we're good for another decade of content creation and teaching people how to make this new tool <laughs> sing. Right. <laughs> you feel well, like that? Or <laughs> I mean, yes and no. Um, you know, there's, it does definitely open up a new, you know, there's a lot of things that people are going to have to learn that are going to be new, but not just that, it's going to be changing very quickly, right? Because, you yeah. know, everything's changed, but it's not going to stop. It's going to, everything's just going to keep changing. There's always going to be new things, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, yeah this is crazy. Now I want to go play with it more than you show me. <laughs> Yeah, I was I was I was getting some crazy results. I think I was not using the tool correctly, um, but yeah, I think I was thinking more when I was playing with it. And I only played with it like for an hour or so, uh, but I was thinking more from a content aware fill perspective, less mm. from a this is going to create something brand new. So yeah, yeah. yeah, and it's good to know. I mean, hopefully they won't take content aware fill or the sky replacement tools or any of that away. So that now we just have all these awesome tools, like you said, to sort of yeah, stack yeah. on each other as the situation demands it. So yeah. Well, I think good content stuff. aware, Phil though, um, I don't know if you've seen it, the 
did they put it in here the remove tool so content aware fill is kind of dead now um because they have a new remove tool mm. let me show you i'll just create a layer on top so this is the new remove tool which is not out of this this is in the actual regular shipping photoshop right now so this tool here actually exists right now in your photoshop so also using ai so i just figured i'll throw this in here and this is is this using sensei to do its thing yes yes okay yeah, yeah. but it's not going to generate anything all it's doing is it's literally you know it's filling and it's taking a little while here but look you know so we can we can get rid of things very oh, very yeah. easily so I'm, I'm gonna say look at that you know wow. so i mean i don't know if i'm gonna need i don't know like if content aware phil has a future right now because look at that yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 because one of, one of the main reasons i was using content aware phil was for like you were doing before extending scenes but but it would like a scene of a model on a, a, a seamless paper backdrop and you, you know, and it was a six foot backdrop. So you've got, you know, the wall showing behind her or whatever sides. So extending that wall out a little bit to make it look yeah, more convincing. Yeah. That's easy, you know, for the most part for, for Photoshop to do. But now you could do that same thing, but your model's in a busy scene on a street somewhere and you want to make it wider, you can make it wider and no one will ever know. So, yeah. Oh, that's nuts. That's nuts. All right, yeah. man. Anything else you want to show before we wrap this up? Oh, um, let me think about this just for one second. Let me see sure. if there's anything that I, oh, uh, let me see if I, I just want to see if there's anything I did differently that I haven't really shown. Um, just thinking. No, you know what? I, I've pretty much, you know, obviously there's lots of millions and millions of examples and different things we could do. But yeah, I mean, yeah. I've pretty much shown you the high level of, you know, these are the features and, and this is what it's capable of. Perfect. Um, yeah, it's very. Oh, oh, you know what? Yeah, there was one other thing. That's what I wanted to show. Yeah. Let me show you this really quick. Because you were talking about uh, depth of field and a blurry background before, right? Yeah. So this is the last thing. This is the last thing I'll show you. But this yeah, okay. is... I was experimenting with this and it kind of blew my mind, right? I didn't want to select the subject. By the way, this toolbar is new to that in um, our regular Photoshop as well. They just added that context sensitive um, toolbar. Mm. But um, well, check this out. I'm going to create a fox, right? So this is in the distance. It should be blurry. And we'll see how good it does. What did you yeah, look at that? Oh my god, okay. yeah, right. Okay, so let me show you something interesting. So, here's something because this goes into uh, you know, a layer, it's a generative layer, and that prompt goes with the layer. So, I'm gonna hit the alt or the option key and I'm gonna drag out. And I know this is a fox because that prompt's still there, and I'm just gonna hit generate again. But now we're in the foreground where it should be sharp, right? It should be. Yeah, we'll if it is there it is oh my god there's so much math happening here that's crazy look at that what we got this incredible art and you bring it to math <laughs> well yeah that's the nerd that's the nerd in my brain <laughs> because i'm thinking here's what i'm thinking Colin. i'm thinking okay so this software has to look at the depth map 
for this shot. First has to recreate it, look at the depth of field of what's in focus, what's not in focus, and create a depth map. Then it needs to generate from, from its machine learning or whatever, the, the thing that you asked for and place it convincingly along the z-axis in that depth map and then composite right. it in there correctly and then put it on the layer for you just in case right yeah, that's and, math and, that's straight math and check, check this out and it's even got her hair in there like that you know that flyaway hair yeah Look at this and the other variations of it yes it does it's it's no it's ridiculous you know wow like it's, I mean, this is like, I mean, it sounds like a hyperbole to say this is game changing, but like when you, I think about some of the photographers that I've interviewed and spoken with over the years and the different kinds of work that they're doing, whether it be pet photography or infant or child or family or whatever, imagine the possibilities now, right? So now, you know, a studio shot of a baby with a frog next to her, you know? (laughs) I don't know where that came from, but you know, I don't know. Well, you know, the thing that excites me is, you know, once we get through the, you know, once we've generated a maybe 10 billionth cat, you know, because yeah, it's probably yeah. going to be the most generated thing. That's right. Is I'm really excited what the next generation, and when I say the next generation, that could be us reinventing ourselves. That's also the next generation of yeah. artists are going to do with this. Because right now it's like, oh, everyone can do this. Yeah, everyone can do this, but not everyone can do what a great artist can do. So there's right. stuff that is just waiting to be created that's never been possible before and some great artists are going to create some incredible work wow i love it colin smith thank you for doing this man my mind is blown um people want to check out the stuff that you're working on follow you buy courses from you hear you speak What's the what's the best way to connect with colin smith all my stuff kind of comes together at photoshopcafe.com that's my website and uh and then everything else just is kind of attached to that so that's kind of like the heart of where everything is yeah all right photoshopcafe.com cool man we'll leave it right there thank you for doing this last minute on a friday afternoon no less they on a long weekend <laughs> on a, before a long weekend yeah thank you thank you so right, yeah thanks for having I, me i, I owe you one so whenever you need me call me i'm there so <laughs> All right. All right, man. Take care. This is Twitter.